There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. War Games team, assemble! Because we had friendships formed in our main event on this week's episode of Raw. Kevin Owens forgave Jey Uso, in a manner of speaking. Had a little cuddle. Gave him a little cuddle. Yeah. And they're all celebrated together. They're all friends now as we head towards War Games, presumably in September, or Mm -hmm. maybe we'll just do a big eight-man at Crown Jewel. Yeah, well, you know... The, the, this, uh, it's nearly it's nearly November now, so I guess. We'll find out soon enough. But anyway, I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by the Professor, the Truth, your jam that champion, Dan, the Truth, Layton. And welcome to the rest of the podcast review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button and give us a little thumbs up to help us in the algorithm. Join the live chat if you are watching live or leave a comment down below, VOD style, if you're watching this on demand. And if you are watching live, get in an ultra chat to restalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollar amount. I'm going to warn you now, if you do send one in about Tony Khan's tweets, Dan will get very fired up. Hey guys, the first 30 minutes of this podcast is is commercial free. Don't, don't say that because YouTube now just throw ads into live shows, so we well, I can't guarantee. We can't promise I cannot we also promise. have this to, to flog as well. So yeah, well, not. is this an advert? Because yeah, like, well, this is the question. It's it's a big question for the advertising. That's Saturday, our own product. Also, um, I might just spend the show tweeting some gifts of Bobby Roode and then patting myself on the back because of how smart and funny and clever I am. I thought it was hilarious, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into uh, the our main talking point here. I like it when people are grown-ups. Sorry, that's all I've got to say. It's all I've got to say. It's not all I've got to say. I've got many things. I, I found out I didn't see this overnight because I don't usually do Twitter. And then I walked in, like, literally just as we were about to come down for the yeah. podcast, I saw what had gone down overnight of all the... the fire tweeting or whatever and i was like oh come on well it's, here's the thing so i mean like uh, my the brief thing I'll, I'll, I'll add on this in case it does come up later on in the show which it might do through ultra chats and yeah. stuff is that last week or actually like the last few months i've been really like down on twitter discourse yeah. of the competition between wwe and aew because it's just people whinging on either mm. side and it's just like i'm just a bit tired and down on it 
the, this morning when I woke up and I watched Raw and then I saw all the tweets and stuff that he did, I only saw a united front of everyone having fun. Right. And I was like, this is what wrestling should be. We're all just having fun. Well, I and hate fun. And it's a stupid man saying stupid things <laughs> against a stupid troll. And it's hilarious. And, and was, he's here tonight. And it was just really funny. And everyone was just like, oh, finally, we can have a bit of fun mm. with all of this. Because this is supposed to be a fun little bit of wrestling nonsense. They've got The Undertaker showing up on NXT tonight. Yeah. This is fun wrestling nonsense. And I was just glad to see finally everyone having a bit of a laugh about mm. the whole thing. That I, I, I just, it didn't feel fun to me. But that's probably because I didn't see it in that moment. Like, yeah. I, I also didn't see everyone else having fun. I just saw it in isolation. No, I, all I saw was everyone just retweeting it, talking about just like, what? This is, this is the sort of like fun nonsense you want from a wrestling war. This is what we had in the 90s. And, 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 and in the what? early 2000s was just Eric Bischoff going out on TV shows, burying the other product and burying Vince McMahon. That that's and, not Vin- fun and Vince McMahon on Raw burying Eric Bischoff and the wrestlers burying those in WCW. And it was just back and forth. And like, they're just doing it for fun. Because it's fun, because they all like each other and they all get along. Everyone in AEW gets along with everyone in WWE and vice versa. All the wrestlers are friends. Mm. But they're doing this because it's fun, competitive competition rivalry. Okay. <laughs> I, ju- I just, I like the fun. I, I, it... <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. Want to just sit here for a bit, just, enjoy, just, just quietly. Yeah, I'm not. I, mean, pe- I think. I think. Pe- it just... Peace on us to keep the show yeah. for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> We're already going long. No, I think. I think. I just don't. It's hard. Twitter and tribalism. For me, it was like stoking tribalism on the internet. Well, I this, didn't like that. This was and the, it, I know, yeah. just to say, it Go just on. make. It's one of those things that I'm like. I do like the rainbows and cakes and smiles. I like the fun. I'm excited about two really amazing shows tonight. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, don't feed the trolls. Don't be one of the trolls. You're a billionaire who runs a billion dollar value apparently company be a grown-up i appreciate that 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 argument that he's involved in having a bit of fun i think it's because the first one i saw was this alleged vince mcmahon misdeeds thing and i was like oh come on well that's quite a funny thing to say though in terms of because what the guy he was responding i'm not defending vince mcmahon by the way because there are people in the comments and chat who will think that i am that's not the case the the guy he was responding to said like oh you wouldn't see vince mcmahon on twitter saying these things it was like dude i think that man has done allegedly way worse things than sending a tweet i didn't see what he'd replied to i thought it was just in his his own list yeah and then when i saw i was like oh that's cringe that's but that's what i mean is he's replying to someone else who who feeds into that kind of thing and it's that whole ecosystem well, that, that i find that, so, so y- yuck. that person he'd responded to also like because tony Khan said like hey we're doing a show on tuesday can't wait to see you there and the guy responded being like i'm not watching yo that's stupid and, and so he just replied to that being like well i won't see you on tuesday yeah. then yeah and then the guy kicked off at him being like well you wouldn't see sir mm. vince mcmahon doing this and he was like no you'd see him doing allegedly way worse things it was just a mm. bit. It's it's fun, stupid nonsense. And actually, what the, the what I was going to say was the show will be fun, this, stupid nonsense as well. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Bon, 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 absolutely. I mean, NXT is going to be bonkers yeah. tonight. Yeah. I think AEW. Like this is what I was talking about last week when people took my. Uh, took a, a, a section of last week's podcast slightly out of context by saying that I hate wrestling. Oh, you do because no. I I said that I was expecting Tony Khan to go out there like all balls to the wall with like. Uh, a dynamite show and he booked danielson versus swerve which is going to be awesome and, mm. and jay white versus hangman page but i think he'd have just booked those matches regardless sort of anyway. anyway like he's probably leading up to those matches because they're big matches that you mm. would book on a show and then like last night because they they got like half an hour commercial free 
Uh, the first half hour is commercial free. They've got a 10 minute overrun from Warner, uh, from Warner Brothers Discovery. They're doing a buy-in with Eddie Kingston and Minoru Suzuki. And I was like, that's what I was expecting. Mm. Like, that's what I thought Tony Khan was going to do to go up against The Undertaker. It's not going to work, like, because they've got The Undertaker and John Cena and Cody Rhodes on the show. And actually, he's going to destroy them in the ratings. Mm. But I just like that, you know, we're just doing a bit of fun, silly nonsense. But what I was going to say was that you'd sort of like stoking the fires of tribalism. This was the first time I didn't see any tribalistic stuff. Mm. I just saw everyone having fun. That's nice. And it was like, genuinely. And that was genuine. Like it was a genuine nice time I think to not see people ha- like feeling like they have to take sides. Because mm. I've also had like, I've had a bit of week and a half of it of like reading comments and seeing reddits and twitters and all the rest and, I mean. I and just seeing all the horrid and i and so then when i think when i saw it and i'm like excited for both and genuinely like in this whole thing of like wow two amazing like shows happening at the same time this is such fun to see kind of the the big the big boss man i'm sorry i keep doing that <laughs> Who the man <laughs> to see him what I felt like being a part of it, I was like, oh, mate, just, let, just let's just have a nice time. And, and like, actually, as you say, all the wrestlers get on. They're probably going to... I love the idea of them backstage having the two monitors open and watching both shows. That sounds they like They 100% fun. will be. Yeah. Like, Sean is going to have, and Triple H will be there as well, they'll have a monitor mm. open with what Dynamite's got on mm. so they can try and, like, counter whatever that is. Yeah. And Tony Khan will have the exact same thing. We'll mm. just have, like, NXT on another monster being like, okay, well, let's do this against that. Yeah. But so, yeah, I, I'm genuinely, I'm so excited for both of these shows tonight because they're going to be insane. Yeah. And that was the other thing as well is that like, because Tony Khan's tweets were so mad, mm. it was just prompting him being like, I can't wait for tonight. Right. I cannot wait for the madness that's going to be on display from both shows. This is also why the For You tab is stupid because it gives <laughs> you everything out of order and in, a, in no discernible timeline with absolutely yeah. no discourse. In, no uh, nuance. In fairness to Twitter, the, the, the following tab was doing that for quite some time as well. Like the amount of yeah. times i was just like just show me the tweets in order like that's i I want a rolling commentary it's my fault for going back on twitter like (laughs) it's ultimately all my fault um should we talk about raw (laughs) i mean we can do yeah i mean like it's my fault i'm sorry i derailed everybody no it's fine i mean this is like a big part of the discourse yes and like really there's not a whole lot to talk about with this opening well the opening chat that we've got here Mm. anyway it's just like it was the most noteworthy thing on the show i guess but it's not like a huge story progression it wasn't a huge show it was but it was a great show mm-hmm. i had a really good you, time you, yeah i had a really fun time with this show because this was just a, a three-hour show where every match bar one like really delivered for me and actually in that bar one i'm massively in the minority it mm. would seem and i just like i had a fun time with this show. it was just up and down the show just a fun wrestling show that was doing building blocks for crown jewel and i've got and i yeah had a lot of time for it mm. what which, which did you want as the nia jacks raquel match oh, i thought that was garbage Oh, oh, good. So the, t- the two of us we're, against the world. We're two in the minority. We've got each other. Lovely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had Jay and Cody coming out for their promos. Team Yeet or whatever it is they want to be called these days. I, I, I couldn't... Oot? Is, is, he, is he woofing? Is he saying oot? Isn't it, is oot isn't and it oot yeet? And yeet? Well, no, but like, he, like Cody would say oot and then Jay would say yeet. And I don't... I'm 30 and from England and white. Yeah, well, I mean, Dan, I'm going to a Scene Queen concert tonight. <laughs> I'm fully expecting someone to come up and be like, oh, it's so cringe that your daughter felt like <laughs> she had to bring her dad to this show <laughs> i just thought it's so cringe that you're here i mean it is gonna be cringe that i'm there i don't want to like, say that to you though i i think someone might i would imagine someone because someone once went up to ollie davis in a club and said you're too old to be here <laughs> and so ollie what just, a prick so ollie just dabbed at him <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god! <laughs> one of god. my favorite Ollie Davis stories in the world. He just dabbed at him and just like, oh my god, are you really just are you dabbing at me? Is yeah. that what you're doing? So he just dabbed more and just started <laughs> dabbing harder. Ugh. You know that you know about. I'm not even gonna try and be young. I was gonna flossing. I think there's something called hitting the woe or catching the woe. I look. I there's, there, there's, there's a stuff like this. The other thing I see running on Twitter, like someone's being sharing some videos, being like, "Oh man, she really ate in that clip." I, was, I have no idea what that means. Oh, I know eight. Yeah, yeah it I means know. it means it means you did very well. So, like for instance, say that um, the, in the this main event eight. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great main event. It was. It turned into. I was quite surprised. Yeah. Well, I was. I'm no. Not, Come on, Daniel. But like, with I'll, these four men, you're surprised that this was good. I was surprised that the Judgment Day didn't get involved. When oh. I saw the graphic that said confirmed this match, I was like, well, let's look forward to the, the main event where the, the Judgment Day get involved. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so they, Cody and Jay came out for this promo, and they actually kind of addressed this idea of, like, are you trying to duck Roman Reigns? Like, there's, mm. there's a story that you said you're, you're going to finish, but you're... No, it's not like you're finished now. You've got kind of one tag gold elsewhere. Mm. And Cody sort of like kind of ducked the question a little bit. Like he still got his eyes on it. And then, you know, Michael Cole brought up his dad. And then we nearly got the Cody waterworks. And I was like, oh, it's been a hot minute since we've had Cody crying in a promo. And where my dad? And then, <laughs> sorry, it's, it's every Cody promo. I've, I've, I watched the first two years of AEW. Yeah. So it's every Cody promo. Where my dad? And then... Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens came out, but they played Sammy's wrong theme. Yeah, and I was like, "No, don't change his theme," because I was really pissed off about them changing Carlito's theme at Fastlane. Are we? Well, yeah. they changed it to a garbage theme, right? So I don't know why you would bother There's taking a... one that's good and, and making changed, it rubbish. They've changed a lot of themes to to garbage lately. Yeah. So I, there was a part of me that immediately was like, "Oh, hang on," is I thought maybe it was like a heel turn, and then I realized that it was made, when he made a point of talking about it. I was like, "Oh, they've." They've done a mess up. They've done a mess up. Yeah. But Sammy and Kevin were here basically just be like, look, we won those tag titles at WrestleMania off one of you. Uh, it should be added. And we want to win those tag titles back. And so they had a match made for tonight. I really thought this was going to be a Crown Jewel match. Mm. I thought they were going to do the tag match at Crown Jewel. But no, they're doing this match here. And then next week, they're doing the rematch with Judgment Day. So I, I now sort of, I don't know what we're going to do at, uh, at Crown Jewel. There was a lot of that this week actually because it was the the this one the tag two tag matches as you say the intercontinental belt isn't going to be is is on raw next week i guess it's a season premiere and that means something so they're going to be loading it but like i, w I don't know it's dynamite on monday next week <laughs> you never know um we'll find out i'm sure if we tune into x um the yeah the i i was a little bit like oh that's gone quick and i i didn't like this segment this mm. this interview segment i thought especially at the beginning i thought it was laying it on a bit thick and i thought it, it dragged out a little bit i was a little like get to the point michael like you know stop belaboring this like ask the question could it not have been a backstage segment or something like that it just felt weird to me i didn't really love it sammy comes out to a weird theme they just press the wrong button i was like what's going on here um and i felt like it was a little bit backwards i felt like why is it was two segments in one, but then it was three segments in one. I didn't really get it. Um, and then I also would have preferred, for instance, like Cody and Jay to be the ones to say, we're, we're baby faces now. We're like hyping the baby face. Do you want another go? You guys kind of mm. um, judgment day. Did they screw them out of the well, titles? Sort of JD helped them win the titles. Yeah, yeah. you kind of you kind of deserve a, a shot of these belts. We'll be the ultimate baby faces and give you that, that chance. Um, but then, uh, and also having previously in the night asserted that judgment day are getting a rematch soon i couldn't buy into it as a result so then we get the confirmation that the match is happening and i was like well judgment day are probably going to interfere in this um 
as the world as the like the world turns sand through the hourglass these are the days of our lives this is re- repetitive stuff every single week so i was a little bit down on it hmm. um I, I quite like this segment i I've, i think my my bigger issue i've got with it or my only issue i'd have with that i suppose is that there's not more to talk about mm. like i feel that if you've got sammy and kevin going up against cody and jay you probably mm. should have quite a lot to dive into but i was writing up my edited review of this for, for the rest talk news channel i was just like yeah, they spoke and then they set up a match. Mm. I felt like it should, should have been bigger. But what it did lead to was a great main event. Mm. Like it was KO and Sammy versus Cody and Jay. Sammy got his right music this time. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, like what I really loved about this match is the emotion of it. Mm. Because you had Cody and Sammy, they would do a wrestle and they'd be like, oh, you know, well done you you know that was really good it was like cordial and very respectful uh fighting each other there was a moment when uh during the commercial break when it's like sammy didn't take like a you know he had an opportunity to do a sneak attack or something and kevin was shouting at him for not taking it because mm. this is a wrestling match and we're in a fight here we i want to win these tag tiles back but cody is peacemaker you know he is on the side of cody he's on the side of jay like he's got their backs so they were just like, wrestling respectfully and cordially but then it just kept boiling over into actual like you know they would hit a move and then Cody be like what the hell man like mm. there's no need for that or Jay would be like what the hell and then Kevin would get in and again so the hockey fights and stuff or it was really like Kevin and Jay getting into the hockey fights and then Cody trying to break it up but Sammy attacking him was like whoa like what are we doing here and it just I loved how it kept boiling over and crossing that line from being respectful fighting into no I want to actually fight and wrestle you because we want to retain these tag titles mm. I, I really liked the emotion of that I agree with that completely that, that that's the thing i think i found the segment at the beginning so odd and then the main event when i realized that there wasn't going to be an interference and actually this was the story we were doing i was like oh brilliant now i've i'm like i, I was able to sort of settle into it a little bit because for the start i was a little bit on edge i was like should i really be paying attention because inevitably this is going to go i can only see this going one way mm. and then when it turned into oh this when they start having their big fight between them I'm like well at the very least we're going to get a big brawl and then it turned out that that was just the match and i really enjoyed as you say i enjoyed the kind of hockey fight element of it i enjoyed that it ultimately came down to who was better at wrestling on this particular occasion on this particular evening yeah um and i i thought the match was great i really really liked it surprised that's such a clean finish as yes. well because yeah, me like, too. they hit what were they calling the cody 1d which yeah. i think is the a- code the cody yeah cody 1d well I, I i said this in the edited review but like co 1d the one cody or the one cody the the one d cutter cody 1d feels like the least that's yeah. that's option d yeah yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah. I like your one actually better. Yeah, yeah. Which one was the mine? one code? The one code. Yeah, like that's way better. Yeah. Um, but they they hit that move and they won. Hey, it's no coplocution that we got on collision <laughs> the other day. Oh, bless him, he tried. He really went for it. <laughs> this <laughs> is the thing. I think at least good for you for going for it. Every commentator. Like he said that out loud, and I'm like, ah, that's not the one. That's not the one. <laughs> But you know, I felt like I had to say it. Yeah, but yeah, it's probably not that one. Yeah, though, is it? Well, it just crosses it off his little notebook. <laughs> try again next yeah, week. I'll, try. I'll, um, I'll speak to him and see what he wants to call it. That move, though, oh, like oh, on, especially co- at Fastlane when they first busted it out, I was like, that's a thing of beauty. It's well good, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's proper really smart good. choice for the yeah. pair of them to do. Although Cody landed full on his neck with this. I one. watched it a couple of times, really worried about him because yeah. I was like, I hope you haven't landed on your head. He landed full hard on his neck yeah. in the back of his head, and then rolled over and went. Yeah. Oh, oh. Not a fun not a fun not a fun book. Um but they got the win. Mm. And then afterwards, you know, Sammy and KO, sad we didn't win the titles. But Sammy gets in the ring and he shakes Jay's hand and he shakes Cody's hand. And then Kevin gets in 
and he shakes Jay's hand mm. and he raises his arms and at least for the time being they're on the same page I thought maybe it would be a begrudging shake of hand and walk away because then at the very least I've shown you the respect I still don't trust you off you go for him to essentially give him a big a bigger shake of hand than he did to Cody who we've established that he quite likes but it was a really interesting final essentially the final frame it was the mm. final like five seconds of the show and I really like I was like oh okay this is fun because uh, whatever way they go with it, there is almost a really painful switch. I mean, I, I spent half of the end of last year being like, at some point, Jimmy and Jay are going to turn on Sammy and it's going to be heartbreaking. And then the way it actually shook out, I, I don't think any of us expected it to go the way it shook out. Um, but it, it's almost like feeding us that, you know, they get together and we like it so that at some point, one of the all of them is going yeah. to where, where are we going to go and i really liked it as a, an extra little touch well you also have to have them on the same page because what judgment day last week said well you know J jd mcdonough said it's like you need to drive a wedge between mm. them and we joked it's like that's not going to be that hard yeah. mate like kevin doesn't like one of them there's already a wedge divide like in between them mm. so now they're on the same page now the judgment they can actually enact this plan that they came up with last week of driving a wedge between them yeah and trying to like you know cause some frictions between this team before we get to crown jewel i guess because they haven't announced war games i wonder if cody's going to announce war games tonight because he's making a special announcement Cody is making a major announcement on nxt tonight yeah um, although it's not competition remember um like that's what they keep trying to tell us that uh it's yeah he's making a major announcement on nxt tonight mm. and i wonder if that's going to be the announcement of this war games yeah i mean that's a uh, at crown jewel because I have we seen the um, I guess none of us care <laughs> the, the, the way the the tickets are laid out because that was the interesting we, thing that was we Survivor Series isn't that we had an ultra chat in said that they've sold floor seats so right. there actually isn't enough room to do a two at Survivor Series at Survivor Series but we don't know that about Crown Jewel yet so we maybe don't know, yeah oh man I didn't even think doing it like Crown Jewels mm. uh, doing war games there but like I feel like he could either announce that or maybe just, it's just the return of the Dusty Classic you know because it's named after his dad. I don't, I don't feel oh, like, that's a good idea. I don't feel yeah. like that's a major announcement. No, it is an announcement. It is an announcement. Hey, it's a Tony Khan announcement. Well, that's exactly Tony Khan it. level of major. Yeah, it's Tony so, Khan being like, we're going to the city next yeah, week. Yeah, here's my major announcement. I've uh, I've remembered my passwords this week. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's an interesting thing. I, I, it's such a weird. It's such a weird time because we are. So the other thing that I guess I, I'm kind of thinking about with this week's Raw is the whole news that broke. We were led with it on the news this morning and, and it, it sort of broke just kind of before the show was was gearing up to go on the air about Vince being shafted and Endeavor smiling on Triple H or whatever. And there was a lot of this where I was thinking about the Triple H show and, and the Vince show and how this passed. As we get into the rundown of the, of the actual episode, there was a lot of what felt like there's been this like power struggle all year which i think has made a lot of mess narratively all over the show um the one thing that really was a hallmark of, of the triple h era especially towards the last the latter half of last year was long-term booking right and i think if you look at the way the plans kind of leaked for the rumble for elimination chamber right the right through i would say to the three count in the wrestlemania uh, uh main event night two everything went the way it was supposed to I just think the wrong person, according to the long-term plan, won. And, I, and my evidence for that is the fact that a title exists that still feels pointless to this day. Mm -hmm. um, and the other one hasn't been on television for longer than it's been on television this, this calendar year. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that kind of like 
long-term thing i'm like okay so what is the long-term goal what is because are we gonna spin our wheels until survivor series which is still like eight weeks or so away end of november yeah so what's the crown jewel plan and what's the and 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 you're right this is very much building blocks it's putting things in place and there was some really interesting elements elsewhere in the show where other blocks were being put in place for other storylines um so i've got a little sort of question mark over what direction we're going to go in yeah. Four weeks away from Crown Jewel. I'm excited. As I said, like I don't know whether it's you know it's a War Games announcement tonight or, mm. or what it is. But I, it's, I'm very intrigued. And mm. I want to see next week's episode because I want to see like the, the rematch with yeah. Cody and Jay versus the Judgment Day and how Kevin and Sammy are involved in that and mm-hmm. how we're going to continue going down this road. Mm. So I, I thought this was very good. I really enjoyed the, the main event. Yeah, the main event. Oh, the main event actually was, was awesome. Mm. It was such a good match. Yeah, it was. Really, really good. It was good for that. And also, like it's, it's sending the moment happy. You know, yeah. Cody Rhodes' music is playing, everyone's having a cuddle. Happy days. Happy days. Happy days. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um... Well, let's get into your alpha chats. Rustle.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. So get your topics in. Committed Production says, thank you guys for being here. It means a lot. Trying to look on the positive side of things. I appreciate there were a few women's threads throughout the show. They at least pretended to invest in. <laughs> now, SmackDown's women's roster couldn't not be such a mess. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get to the women's segments because I have things. Yeah, I think actually mm. someone said that of the active roster... There was only two women not featured on this show. At one point, there were six women in the same shot. Well, yeah, that's it. You know, Can you believe it? Standing in a row. Yeah, lovely. Um, then it, they had to zoom in closer. Yeah. And then they came back out. 
It was Zoe Stark and Nikki Cross, one of the only active members of the Raw roster that did not feature on this show. And it was so interesting because I'm I'm watching it going, Zoe Stark's a bit shafted in that <laughs> moment because she's very much was involved in this whole Nia Jax thing as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Matt Hennessy here says, he's gone from creative, thank God. Credit has to be given to Jimmy Van of Fightful, who back in April when the merger happened, said that Endeavor played Vince like a fool. They... Uh, they told him they told him that he wanted what they wanted to hear uh, and could remove him after the merger and that's what they did no more vincent creative thank god now so jimmy van absolutely like is a a smart businessman Mm -hmm. and said this is what i can imagine and sean ross sap kind of extrapolated a bit this on the fightful post show being like i'm not saying this is a report this is what i think has gone down they just want vince to be a figurehead within the company vince can just collect a nice paycheck and can be the owner of wwe but is not involved in the creative process. In the weeds. And exactly. Cannot be in the weeds, which Vince himself said he didn't want to be in the weeds. But the other side of the fight... immediately... Well, <laughs> and, this, and this is where I come back to the, the, what I was going to say, the Fightful report was, Talent's response to this is, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm. The last few weeks, he has had no Vince involvement, and I think that's quite clear. Tegan Knox has been on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, but it really is a case of, like, I thought he retired last year. And then he came back. Mm. I thought he was then gone from creative. And then he came back. Like, I will believe it when I see it. Mm. And I know I'm seeing it right now, but it's been three weeks. Yeah. Like, well, let's see where we are in six months time. Mm. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, there was the whole other thing of him talking about how the show had been stagnant. Like, he exists in a world of his own. Like, yeah. the show had not been stagnant. It had been growing exponentially. And the products had been getting rave reviews. It's the hottest um, product right now. There you go. So, like, he... But so... And it wasn't his. And so he didn't like it because he's... <sighs> billionaires. <sighs> but anyway, um, yeah. It, so it's, it's, it is that, that thing of, like, trying to, trying to figure out whose show is whose. And, like, you know... Here's a Triple H hallmark, a tag team match getting a long main event. Here's a uh, triple threat match. Yeah, here's a Vince hallmark. The plan changed 10 minutes before. Tegan Knox is left standing like a, a girl who wasn't asked to prom um, as Natty goes out and answers mm-hmm. an open challenge. Like, um, so that, and that was recent. That was a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, four weeks ago. Let's let's see. Let's let it play out. <laughs> let's let it play out. But like, as it currently stands at the moment, yeah, like he's he's not ousted from the company, but he is just, he's just a figurehead within WWE. And I mean, yeah, we can all be like, ding dong, the witch is dead, but that man made more money out of this Endeavor deal. I was like, I, I don't think I can run with the argument that Endeavor played him for a fool when he sat on like a big pile of Scrooge McDuck money. No, no it's, it's like not playing him for a, a fool as much as, as as using him as a pawn to get what they want, right? Yeah. Which is it, which unlike, I guess business is business and, and Vince is desperate to live in succession, so. Uh, ben Valerik said, unrelated to Raw, um, because he's on SmackDown. Whatever, uh, ever wondered what Reigns does with all that free time? Woodwork, making tables that he can be the head of, cooking meals, being the tribal chef, walking the big dog on a leash. One has to wonder. You've been writing those for a while, and I can <laughs> tell. Um, let's get into the uh, main show itself. I think that you can actually kind of tell what an episode of Raw this was. The lack of... And I thought this about Fastlane as well. Like, Fastlane was a, a very mid-pay-per-view, mm-hmm. um, considering how hot the product is right now. And actually, I think it's a testament to how hot the product is right now that a mid-show, I still thought it was like, oh, I had a great time with it, because mm-hmm. the product is hot and the crowd are into it and everything. Um, I said this about tonight's NXT. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, 
they probably could have just had Dom and Becky on the show and they'd have beaten Dynamite in the ratings. Yeah. Because WWE is hot, NXT is hot, Dynamite is cold. Yeah. It's a cold product right now. You've only got to look at the you know the, the attendance for either thing and to see that that's oh, the Collision case. was like a... I, it's like a ghost town. It was, yeah. Literally and the, and this coming Dynamite's like mm. 3,000 tickets sold. Mm. It's, it's a cold product right now. So they didn't, they didn't have to bring in Cena and Rose, but what they want to do is absolutely like decimate. Well, the, we, the, the we talked about this yesterday. Uh, it's like, it's TV renewal time. It's, well, is that actually the half of it? Yeah. Like yeah. They need, they want to get over a million. They, they want to say our C show is better than their A show. And here's, here's the, the ratings to prove it. So absolutely. give us loads of money. It's a, it's a smart bit of business. Mm. But it also then means that there's not a huge amount of things to talk about within the show. Because like, although it's a hot product, they can just put on shows that are broadly fine. Yeah. And it just feels like it's great because it's a hot product. But they're also not like, like you know, we had two Ultra Chat, one Ultra Chat about the, the four of these people coming together. Fastlane was like so far below what the, the Wrestle Dream live mm. uh, numbers were doing for the review of that podcast. And actually, if you look at like the, the viewership for them, Fastlane is so way below what Wrestle Dream did. But it's... It's such a hot product yeah. right now that everyone is really having fun watching it, but no one's got a lot to say well, about it. <laughs> this is the thing. I mean, the the fast lane was uh, the best way I can describe it was that I I was like a child on the edge of my seat when Cody and Jay won the titles. Like I was bouncing, I was exciting, I was clapping, I was like ah, like this was fun. And then by the time it was LA Knight and and Cena, I was tidying up and half watching. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like I wasn't really. I was a very boring man. I wasn't fussed. Uh, and then the main event, I kind of like yeah, I don't like Last Man Standing as it is, but they did some interesting thing, and then the wrong person won. So like I, um found it like a, a, a weird a weird show in the middle of all of this stuff like well, I, to your point i i think we are in that 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 post SummerSlam lull post yeah. SummerSlam lull is real and it has been real within well, wwe been real for, for decades well that's it. it's been real for decades look at the invasion yeah the invasion is peak post SummerSlam lull yeah where at the SummerSlam they decided we're going to end this at survivor series uh-oh we've got three pay-per-views to do in between then and they deliver some decent pay-per-views during that time oh, they did but you're watching no, it like, i don't know we'll, uh, we'll do test versus kane i guess <laughs> But now I think that now we're off the back of this. This episode here was a lot of like, here are the building blocks for all the big things that we're going to do for the uh, latter half of this year or the latter part of this year, I should say, and then go into the Rumble season. And if, that's when we like kick into the next gear as we build towards WrestleMania. Because well, think about this. If they can sustain this kind of hot product through to the, the traditionally hot season, that's, exactly that's going to be a scorcher. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, so. that's what I'm getting at. Like, I think we're on, we are on the precipice of what could be like fantastic TV mm. because they're hot when they're doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy the opening of this show. It was Seth Rollins um, kind of teasing that he's going to have to relinquish the title due to his ouchie back. <laughs> but he's just getting started. Mm. The crowds would have very much enjoyed the bait and switch of it all. But then he was like, but I am going to have tonight off. And the crowd would boom, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Yeah, he 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 corpsed as well, didn't he? he yeah. started getting... like, no, 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 guys, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. having fun. Sing this my, was supposed to be a sing my song, will you? <laughs> uh, and out comes Drew McIntyre. And Seth's almost like waiting for the attack, waiting for someone to jump him or something like that. And Drew's like, no, no, no. I want you. World title match. But I don't want it now. Don't want it next week. I want you at 100%. I say we do this at Crown Jewel. Mm. And Seth's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do this at Crown Jewel. Yeah. Drew's not a dick. No. Well, that's it. Drew is consistent. Yeah. And like, so what happened at the end of this segment was he leaves Damien Priest gets in the ring, starts beating down Seth, looking to cash in, which is what he wanted to do at Fastlane before Rhea stopped him. 
And I mean, I don't know what you were thinking here, Damien. Why didn't you come out with the briefcase? Why did you give it to Dom to run out from the other side of the building with? No, you, like, you go and get a ref. You did not think this through at all, uh, sir, I would say. Um, or senor, maybe. And Dom runs down from the back with the briefcase and Drew just swats him out of the air, stops mm. him, is like, no, 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 you're not doing this. And he launches the briefcase and Seth Rollins sends him packing. And Seth goes up to him and is like, Look, I don't get it. You won't help the New Day when they're being beaten up, but you're coming to save me. Like, what's that about? And Drew very calmly is just like, because this is my business. Like, what happened between New Day is none of my business. But this is my business. I want you at 100%, so I'm not going to let this happen. He's a consistent character. Well, and I thought this was a really nice beat to that character. Also, I mean, also, or, or rather, uh, actually... Kind of what went down was that he allowed the beatdown to go ahead. He, he wasn't going to get involved in the beatdown because he's not there to save anybody. But the second the briefcase got involved, he was like, nope, mm -hmm. I want that belt. Like, it, this is about him and what he wants versus like, you guys, I'm sick of being this good guy. And that, I, I loved last week the whole, I said, sorry, so it's fine kind of thing. This was an a, 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 an extension of that, a continuation mm -hmm. of that. And I thought, yeah, it was a really great little beat. It was brilliant. Kofi Kingston took on Ivar in a Viking rules match. This was a hell of a lot of fun. These two are awesome together. It was I, missing the ship, so I, I was. It was a. I had to take it down a star. Um, I, I, actually, I enjoyed the match they had three weeks ago more. The, the out of nowhere banger that they yeah. had, but they were just like, oh, we're just going to go out there and just have a four and a half star match, mm. apropos of nothing. But that doesn't take away anything from this match. It was still really, really great. Um, lots of like you know, through tables and plunder and stuff. At one point, Kofi grabbed Ivar by the beard, mm -hmm. launched him off the top rope through a table. Valhalla showed up and got involved. And then Xavier Woods came down to even up the numbers, but Ivar squashed him through mm -hmm. against the barricade and then drove Kofi through another table and hit the moonsault for the win. Yeah. Fun stuff, this. It, it was fun. I mean, it's really interesting because it wasn't, it's not even the best Viking rules match we've seen this year. Um, <laughs> but like, and, and I did miss the... I, it made me think of the Alpha segment. And I thought about Alpha Academy a lot during this episode of Raw. Uh, because um, there was something about the, the trios element of it. And the, and the story that they were telling that led to the Viking rules match. That I think we were all just like, oh my god. This story has been so good. And then they've just had this absolutely brilliant chaos match. Um, and you're right. The alternate was true here. Where they had had that out of nowhere banger. So this then had to live up to a normal match. But with a bit of chaos. And at the beginning, it kind of was feeling its way out. The second they had that first table spot where I hadn't noticed them put the table up. I don't know if I just wasn't looking at the screen when they did, but by his beard, he drags Ivar off the, the top rope through the table. Um, I was like, oh, hello. And then there's Valhalla to get involved and that, that great splash onto Woods and the moonsault that remains a thing of beauty, even if he does land on Kofi's head. Um, it turned into a into a really decent, fun yeah, match. I doesn't it live up to the other Viking rules, but still had a great time. So... Uh, Priest was having a little pop at JD McDonough backstage and Finn and Rhea were trying to play peacekeepers and announced that, look, we're going to have a tag title rematch next week against Cody and Jay. And Rhea tells uh, JD McDonough that he needs to go handle Drew McIntyre. Mm. Spoilers, that does not work out well for, for young JD McDonough later in the show. Mm. Uh, uh, they could they could have taken a second take of this. Like, if this was live, if this was anything but live, step up. Like, uh, so, like, there was about three or four stumbles in the middle of this promo where I was like, that's kind of not okay for your top guys. I didn't mind it. It was a lot. I mean, maybe that's, maybe it's because I'm an actor. <laughs> and I know it's just these things. <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez took on Nia Jax. Yeah, this like, first hour has been a proper slog is what I wrote down, which I, is probably I, a bit harsh. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think I would agree I with that. I think I'm just tired. I, it's just rear like it went... 
It didn't even go that long, but it felt like it went long. There was nothing no, offensive no. about it. Like no, it, it was wasn't offensive. Boring. It just wasn't good. It just was dull. Yeah. Um, and I read that when 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 the post match stuff down, Rhea and Shayna had more energy in a thirty second face off than the whole segment did otherwise. I said this in my edited review, but like, God, it only went seven minutes. It felt like it went only? way longer than seven minutes. Yeah. Um, but it went seven minutes, and then Rhea Ripley ran in and caused a DQ. Shayna Baszler ran in, and everyone brawled and set, and um, Shayna stood tall. I genuinely, I thought all the beatdown stuff. And the post-match angle was way better than the match itself. It's like we said last week that opening the show with a brawl was far better than opening a show with an Nia Jack Shayna Baszler match. Like, okay, I'll tell you, here's my the positive I will put on this though. I proper laughed when Nia Jack's off mic just said, "You big back bitch." <laughs> <laughs> you big back bitch. That's what we're gonna call her from now on, the Triple B. So that was funny. Yeah, that was very funny. I appreciate that. It was um, funny. I had an interesting thought while this match was taking place, and then I saw while on Twitter that, um, I mean, I think my thoughts are interesting. Um, I, I saw from, uh, I think it's Kate from Fightful said this about, I wish we could see a Rhea Ripley title reign, and I'm aware that she's currently the champion. And I was like, that kind of is, is a more succinct thing that I had been thinking amorphously while watching this match, where like, <sighs> Rhea's the champion, but I don't think she needs to be the champion. Like, for her role in the Judgment Day to, to be what it is. And there could be people fight. This is where we could get another women's segment in the show. Like, And there's abundant places, as we said last week, where you can take time off and add more things in mm. elsewhere. Um, then I thought about it a little bit more. And I was like, well, hang on. Having her run the Judgment Day while also defending her championship. But she's being spread too thin because while she's defending against a pretty stacked roster of quite talented, badass women. So we start Genevieve, Raquel, all this, whatever. Build them however you want to build them to us. Um, the men are infighting and, and being little drama queens and, and it's forcing her to have to split her focus. And, and that's a really interesting and fertile ground for story that you could do something with. Instead, she just sort of has this prop. And I'm like, I'd, I'd like a little bit more of the actual championship stuff. Well, I was going to say, I think the, the to your point there, and, I, and as to, to Kate's point as well, when was the last time she defended the belt? I did try and do some math on this. So she's been a champion now for 191 days. And I, I, I remembered, so Natalia, she was defending against Raquel when Nia Jax came back. Uh, she defended against Raquel at one of the pay-per-views. Was it Payback? Was it Payback? I think she defended at Payback. She defended in Crown Jewel, but that was a squash match. Mm. Um, Night of Champions. Yeah, thank you, Night of Champions. She defended a backlash against uh, Lena Thingy Face, so that's five. So we're looking at a defense every 35 to 45 days, which I guess isn't God, the it worst. was as well. Rhea Ripley defeated Raquel Rodriguez. I don't remember that match at all. Yeah, because it, it was completely uneventful. Um, yeah. Raquel, ha Raquel has way better pay-per-view gear than she does weekly gear, by the way. <laughs> yeah. the, her gear at the moment is rubbish. <laughs> um, but, she look, but then they, they show us a little like graphic of her, and I'm like, you're you're a specimen when you're wearing good gear mm. like allow it um but yeah it, so in terms of defenses there haven't been that many there have though been more than you remember but i think that is damning by faint praise well that's also because a lot of them were short defenses there because i think she was hurting for a bit of time so she wasn't in long matches mm. and like, i went on a tirade about this earlier on this year being like this doesn't feel like a world title no. run and it still doesn't no. in fairness i think that they will have a very good four-way match when they eventually get to it and they're doing a big good job of sort of building up this division but yeah she doesn't really feel like she's much the champion kind of mm. in the same way that seth doesn't really feel like he's the main champion of the men's division mm. um like becky feels like a bigger champion yeah. than, than uh, rhea ripley 
Ripley does Hondo at the moment. But Rhea Ripley also feels like a massive star. Mm. And she is a star. Oh, she's a star. She's a bigger star than the belt is. That, but that's the thing. That's the, that moment with Acknowledge Me on SmackDown was like, whoa, like a she, lovely. Like she's a huge star. Like and when she a... came out, I think she looks great as mm. well at the moment. Like she's really, really leaning into it and doing such a brilliant job. I think to your point, she's a bigger star than the championship is. Yeah. You could raise it. Like if you book it right. Mm hmm. Um, I, I keep running my notes. Not Kathy, which means I then never call her by her actual name. Jackie Redmond. Jackie, we're allowed you. to call her Jackie Redmond. No, it I is. It's just, I've made my piece. But I haven't. I've also not remembered any her name any time I watch the show. Yeah. So every time she's supposed to get, I'm like, not, not Kathy. Kathy. I'll come back to that. In my Jackie notes. Redmond. Uh, so Jackie interviewed Shayna, who said that she's going to take out everyone, and then we had the Jane Cody promo. And then first, then Akira Tozawa came and did an well, Akira Tozawa bit. Yeah, that's the Akira Tozawa thing for this week. Mm. And then Otis was chopping Gable to get him ready for his match. And Bronson Reed walked up to sort of make fun of them because he's beaten both of them and he'll do it again tonight. I sighed with relief at this segment because I'd, I'd, it'd come after the, the Nia Raquel match and then the Cody J segment that I didn't love. So when suddenly, with, with, with all its snafus and all the rest, so then when suddenly I see Chad Gable's chest and he's going, thank you again! I was like, oh, my team are here. It was, yeah, good. I feel like they've lost a lot of momentum, though. I I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I don't think Chad has, but I think the Alpha Academy as a unit have. Remember how hot like they were as an act? Like the Maxine Dupree stuff. Yeah. I thought about this. I was like, uh, another reason that I want like a May Young Classic back again just want to watch him train Maxine Dupree a bit more because that stuff was so great and the Otis stuff. I think it's almost like in the ascendancy of Chad Gable, are they leaving the Alpha Academy behind by accident? I don't think they're actively trying to split them or make it. I mean, Maxine came out with Chad during the show. I do wish, though, that we could get more of that momentum yeah. keeping going because I think they're, they're so good. Ricochet took on Bronson Reed and Chad Gable in a triple threat match, the winner of which will face Gunther next week for the IC title. Earlier in the show, Ricochet uh, attacked Shinsuke Nakamura during a, a backstage interview segment he was doing with Byron Saxton. So when Ricochet was making his entrance here, Nakamura attacked him and gave him possibly the worst GTS I've ever seen. And I've watched a hand I've watched quite a lot of CM Punk matches. It was more of a go to nap, wasn't it? Yeah, like, I, I've I've watched more CM Punk matches than I, than than a, a lot of people have. I said it was more of a go to nap. Oh no, I, I heard you. I liked his deep V. <laughs> saying there was i thought cm punk remarkably did a better go to sleep than, than, <laughs> yeah, than did nakamura you see did. tweet yeah 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 oh yeah i'll see you as a virus series <laughs> <Lol>. yeah <laughs> hey it's another reference to cm punk everybody well that's at least it. he wasn't Corey this time <laughs> Corey graves on twitter bless him being like mm. does anyone watch the uh the usual suspects yeah i also like the idea it was which... a reference to dusty you mark i gotta say i when he did say that line and then everyone was like cm punk's got a lightning bolt and i was like that's a common phrase. Like the 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 very the, the lightning bolt one less so, but the one about like the devil's biggest trick. Yeah. That's now a common phrase. Um, but I do like the idea that like, hang on, Corey has tattoos. You know who else has tattoos? <laughs> CM Punk. It's a reference. Uh, so anyway, uh, Nakamura attacked Ricochet, so he wasn't going into this match uh, at full force. But this was fun triple threat action nonetheless. I particularly loved the finish on this, which was. Gable did the Chaos Theory suplex on Ricochet. 
and Bronsonry was almost like waiting for him to finish that move mm. so we could pick out Ricochet from the end of that move and then slam him onto Chad Gable and hit the tsunami for the win. There's a moment during this where Chad Gable was just running wild and Maxine at ringside just shouted, that's my coach! Yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Love that. Um, There was a really nice little, I think the second half of the match, the, we always talk about the TV matches presenting as, as well, and we see it a little bit later on in the, in the women's title match as well. There's almost like a comeback from the break and the, there's a new level of pace because we're into the actual match now. Um, there was a great moment where they like they did a super kick t- into a German, so there was a lot of nice little triple threat action going on um, to help get Bronson Reed over. That really made the crowd stand up. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And then yeah, the 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 end. I'll even take it a little bit further beforehand because what led into that amazing sequence was Chad getting the ankle lock in on Ricochet, uh, and then Ricochet diving out of the Avalanche German suplex, landing on his feet and tweaking it because he's been in the ankle lock which then leaves him open to the chaos theory. It was like everything was a nice chain. Mm-hmm. It's quite simple stuff. Bronson Reed picking Ricochet out of a pinfall is such a good visual. And then slamming him into and the guy who was pinning him. him. Exactly. It was so great. Really simple. Really well done. And also, you know, he's pinned Ricochet, so Gable's still got a case to make if he wants to get in the title picture. I thought it was very effective. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. Um... Jackie interviewed Becky, who said that she's not 100%. What is it with people having title belts and just not being at 100%? What is it with people having books? Well, yeah, she's got a new book coming out. Um, Wrestling Unmasked. Get your copy. It's in the link video description. We're actually going to be announcing uh, the winners of our Mm. competition uh, shortly. Five signed copies of this book we'll be giving away. Huge. Got our five. I've actually, I know the five winners. (gasps) I don't. I do. There you go. In fact, you know what? Are we going to do it now? No, 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 don't say anything. Just, you know. There you go. Look at that. There's your winners. Controversial. I know, right? <laughs> um, anyway, Zia Lee walks up. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, what about me? And I was like, yeah, good question. Yeah. What about you? Where have you been? Do you know, she? Ha- I went to cagematch.net, one of the, probably the best website on the entire planet. Yeah. Uh, to, to Very f- useful. God, it's a really useful resource. Yeah. Uh, to find out when her last TV match was on mm. Raw or SmackDown. It was March. Yeah, that's Te- pre-draft. Yeah, it was pre-WrestleMania. Yeah. It was teaming with Lacey Evans. Goodness me. I mean, um, she's been doing a lot on main event. Lo- well, no, she's been losing on main events. She she hasn't... She's been on it. Yeah, she has been on it. Mm. Um, more recently, but yeah, she's like... She lost to Nikki Cross. Yeah, well, there you go. She lost to Indy Hartwell. Um, I... Um, I thought this was a mistake. As much as it's nice to see Zia Lee. I thought it was a mistake to have her come out here because it telegraphed the ending. Now, I think we all knew what the ending was going to be, but it's your thing of setting up the next challenger before the challenger's out of the way. Could this have come later? Yes, I feel. Um, but that said, um, she also because she's like, oh, Tegan gets her chance. And it's like, the poor girl's been waiting about a month at this stage. Like, like Tegan got her chance. Where's mine? It's like, let her have the chance first. She yeah. didn't have it yet. Um, so it was, it was a little bit telegraphy for me, but I did like seeing Zaylee there and again points to maybe he has been sent off to the great mustache dye palace in the uh pasture you know drew mcintyre took on jd mcdonough you uh, could call this a mcdouble my, my, my favorite thing about this match was um you know when you can sort of spot ww production things yeah so they were on the outside and Dominic Mysterio pushed Drew McIntyre into the post. And I was waiting for Michael Cole to say, Raw rolls on. Right. Can Drew McIntyre get back into this? 
and he didn't. And I was like, oh, well, this match isn't going long. Because <laughs> <laughs> Drew just got back in, hit the Claymore and yeah. won. And I was like, yep, there you go. It's like, you told me that this match wasn't going long because you didn't do the ad break spot where you usually do an ad break spot. Yeah. Do you want to know my least favorite part of this match? What's that? Why does JD McDonough have a personalized nameplate? And why is there a Grim Reaper and a Scythe on it? What are these personalized nameplates for? I found out what mine was actually. What your nameplate? No, no, no. What my um sort of like oh your nitpick. My minor annoyance nitpick yeah. thing is, and it is uh, commentators clearing away from the desk before a spot happens by the desk. Right. But it's not like a spot is being set up to do at a desk. It's like someone gets bowled over and commentary have already stood to one side because they know the spot is coming. Yeah, there's something a little bit like video game Matrix about it where like you've arrived in the zone where the uh, the sort of CPU knows it's supposed to yeah. move. And um, sort of yeah. Scarpa. That's a good one. Um, Priest and Rhea were watching backstage and Rhea said that she's got an idea. Mm. We'll find out more next week, I suppose. This is where I was like, God, what a mess this year has been because it, it was making me really think about this. This was where I thought about the power struggle because Michael Cole keeps talking about these auditions that are going. He's auditioning for the Judgment Day or whatever. He's been auditioning for months at this stage. Like it was the week after the draft. There you go. So, like, uh, in fairness, there was a three-month period where Vince was kind of like back in this charge. This is what of I'm things, saying. So like they they put that storyline on hold. And between that and the Nakamura Ricochet stuff, I'm like, uh, it's been this whole business of like, oh. Vince is away so I can get my steps in and I'm going to bring back Johnny Gargano for five minutes and then I'm not allowed to and then I've got J.D. McDonough in and then I'm not allowed to and then I've got Tegan Knox and then I'm not allowed to. It's like this power struggle has been going on and it's it's it genuinely is such a credit to the performances that have been going on in the ring and to some of the creative that has managed to get through the net that the product is as hot as it is because it has been difficult at times, hasn't it? It's been stop-start. I think that there's a product that is so hot right now because everyone feels over mm. and it's actually got like it doesn't feel very much to do with creative i think it's just presentation like cody is just a star yeah and like main event jay uso just feels like a star yeah kevin and sammy just feel like stars becky lynch judgment day like they just feel like the presentation of them on shows has been so great it's what i was saying was so good about the uh jay cargill presentation mm. of fast oh my god like immediately making like she's a star like yeah. she is an important deal, and look at what a big deal we're making out of of like her arriving. Silver at the China. Building. It was awesome. Like, yeah, it was so great, and I think that's why the product feels hard because everyone just feels hard. They could do nothing. There's a great mm. line from one of my favorite movies of all time, Airheads. It's a genuine. It's a brilliant five star movie. I think it's Brendan Fraser's finest work. It might even be Steve Buscemi's finest work mm. as well. And Adam Sandler, for that matter, might even be Michael McKean's uh, uh, grand opus uh, in terms of like comedic work. So it's a five-star brilliant movie. But there's a line in that movie where Brendan Fraser, they're about a, it's a band, they're a little punk band, yeah. trying to get signed to a record label. The way they do it is to get their song played on the radio. As you can tell, this is the '90s. And when they go there, the tape breaks, and they get it placely played by holding the record, the, the radio station hostage until they can play the tape mm. and try and get themselves a record deal. And they sort of get this record deal towards the end. But it's all like this big phony thing. And it's like, oh, you don't actually want us from the music. You want us because we've become popular because this is, you know, this publicity stunt that we're doing. And Brendan Fraser has this line where he's like, this isn't about the music. For all you know, our album could be Pip farting on a snare drum. He was the drummer of the band Sam Sam. And I was like, I ain't farting on no snare drum. But it's like, that's honestly... Raw could be Rhea Ripley fighting on a snare drum. Right. And it would still feel like the hottest product in the world right now. Yeah. Because they just are a hot product. I mean, I wouldn't watch it <laughs> because flatulence has no place on television. But 
um you're right it could be i think i think that's that stare down was kind of so attitude era and kind of hokey on the end of smackdown but it felt great like yeah, it, it was just, exciting everyone just came out and it was like oh this is great yeah and like the crowd would go blizzard and you got john cena doing his big <laughs> and as we keep talking about in the world as we keep talking about wrestling is cyclical so this, this could go away at some point Absolutely. so it's, a, it's, a, it's nice to enjoy it there's, like, there's the, the discourse of like well, what can aew do to turn around ticket sales and it's like yeah you, you, like it's it's a keep going and thing. get better yeah like, like you were hot a year ago and you're cold now doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can't you doesn't mean you'll ever be hot again yeah but you know when you are hot everything you, you can't do no wrong mm. but when you're cold everything you do is wrong yes yeah that's so very like true. they are just a cold product right now and w like mm. but there was you know three years ago two years ago when w was the coldest product in the world it was just before the pandemic where roman reigns is having a dog food yeah feud Tony saw him pie in the face and all yeah. that sort of stuff. It was a cold ass product, which yeah. is why AEW had its big meteoric rise. But AEW has sort of like slipped because a, they yeah. had all of their issues last year. Yeah. And WWE have benefited off the back of that and are now the hot product again. But it's it's a cyclical mm. business. Yeah. Uh anyway. Gunther and Champa uh, had a little chat with uh Wade Barrett making some jokes. Uh, and then they got attacked by Gargano Imperium. What did I say? You said Gunther. Oh, sorry. Gunther was I've actually written Gunther. Uh, uh, oh, no, it's because I got, we got a recall of Gunther versus Champa last week. That's what I was reading. Ah. Uh, and then it was Gargano and Champa DIY. They make some jokes, and then Imperium attacked them. Um, what, Like when I say that I don't really watch ROH, so you can't expect me to know everybody on AEW television. And I'm just like, it's it, there's a lot of content, right? And there's even more content in the archives. I think there's a lot... Of, I think Triple H is underestimating how many of this audience know DIY. So we need to get them in into a feud. I think Imperium is a great place for that feud to take place. Because um, really all it takes is one... Because Gargano hasn't been presented well at all. I was thinking about the, the, the sort of no-pop last week, his no-pop at the Rumble, kind of the no-pop on his initial return kind of thing. We were all excited because we know him. I think he got a good reaction on his first... When he first came he back. He got a good reaction, but he didn't get like, whoa! I, I, I disagree. I think he got a very good reaction when he first came back, but then that was diminishing returns afterwards because they did nothing with him. The because, presentation, because, yeah. Because, you know, Dexter Loomis was feuding with The Miz for six years. So, like, when I think about it, I all it takes it. is one match because my introduction to the pair of them was a Cruiserweight Classic right and i and 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 it was this incredible match between them so really all you need to do is book one diy match and i think the crowd will start mm-hmm. and that's really a- any person is one good match away from we'll come on yeah. to that in a little bit in yeah. fact uh because we got a video promo for tegan knox which did so much more for her yeah than the two weeks of two minute squashes did i hate to sound like i'm you know flogging a dead horse here and and, and sound like a broken record but i feel like this pro- video promo here and the lack of reaction that tegan knox got in the becky lynch match proved the point that i was making that it was the, the two weeks of two minute squashes were a failure in getting tegan mm. knox over mm. yeah completely thank you um anyway uh jack it's because i've got an nc for not kathy jackie interviewed uh tegan knox and natalia walked up to say i'm proud of you i um like the idea i came up with <laughs> of um natalia as kind of like a sensei of the women's division like this kind of godmother figure that everyone looks to and like you want to get to the next level? Well, like, let's have a decent match and go out there and deliver it, you know, the, the way she did with Rhea, like, kind of thing, rather than having her be this challenger, this fighting champion. Because I think, you know, I'm a fan, but everyone else has moved on. So reposition her as not, not that she's like, 
She's not old enough to be like the Undertaker of the division or whatever. But you know, she's she she could be this kind of like sensei where it's like, yeah, I'm 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 here to be a champ, but I'm also like I can I'm from Stu Hart's dungeon, like I can train you. It's just that it was a couple of weeks ago that she was acting like a heel. This is Big Show levels of turn. Natalia was one of the worst for that. Like yeah. I know Big Show is the, the the template that you would use for random mm. heel turns. Big Show turns, lol. I think Natalia has, has had like six turns this year. It's because she's a good hand and like you can rely on her when you're in a pickle. And that's yeah. why she's got so many Guinness World Records. Like <laughs> I, I, I think, but like that's a really interesting angle for them to let her go off because there are so many talented women in that division like well we'll get, you, the, yeah. we'll get to those in a second actually because uh, becky lynch took on tegan Knox for the nxt women's championship and this match was really good oh but first we saw rhea ripley talking to drew mcintyre did you see this i, I didn't so during uh, adam pierce was talking to ricochet about something i wasn't really paying attention was saying of the nakamura match next week and he didn't say he didn't say his line so i feel like if if he watches the show i'm sorry i didn't mean to bully you and not saying your line and i promise that if you get on a t-shirt i will buy it but in the background Rhea Ripley is talking to Drew McIntyre. I missed that. Yeah. Oh, that's again. Triple that H is in charge of the Triple show. Triple H in charge of the show again, I see. I totally missed that. Because yeah. I even said earlier, it was like, oh, I guess we'll find out more about that next week. But I no, thought we you saw... were teasing. No, no, we saw about it here. I genuinely mm. missed that. She was talking to Drew was just sort of like sat there like kind of this and, and she's just like, yeah, yeah, holding her glistening belt, which is what made me notice. That's very good. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it's Becky Lynch versus Tegan Knox for the NXT Women's Championship. I like that they're using the NXT Women's Championship as almost like the mid-card belt. Mm-hmm. They're sort of used to give a nice showcase for i mean natalia but also you know tegan knox and potentially zia lee and like even know what they're doing on down in nxt as well the problem with this match was is that this crowd did not believe that tegan knox had a hope in hell of winning this mm. not even the oh there's always a chance no she was getting near falls and the crowd were not counting along and were only popping when becky lynch got back in control mm. which is why those two minute squash matches she had were not working yeah i think the thing is this was it's one of those things where it's like making the best of a bad situation i think this was was hampered twice and i think the choices that they made along the way were going with it and it didn't pay off for them in the way they wanted to because i think once the match did come back from commercial and started to pick up the pace a little bit i think the crowd sort of did get into what she was selling a little bit yeah they just like even towards the end of the match were not counting along with the pinfalls. well yeah but that's and like and then you have like the no reaction to the pinfalls no reactions to the kickouts and then you've got her doing the big whoa she there's, kicked there's, out there's, there's like, two things though i think i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stand my ground a little bit here because there's two sides of it there's the there's the getting over and then there's a believing that she's gonna win because i didn't believe she was gonna win the belt one second and I, I wouldn't have believed it if she'd come out and answer the open challenge for one second but when you do the open challenge and this is why i think it's frustrating them probably really frustrated the open challenge is the thing of like who's this and then they come in and then they can go ham on their stuff straight away versus when you built a match for a couple of weeks you need to feel each other out and it needs to feel and they get they gave them a nice chunk of time here as well it's it's it becomes a different match to produce than an open challenge response um so you are right. Like the the audience, no nobody believed. I'm not going to sit here and pretend for a second that I believed that she was going to win the belt. But I think that come the second half, and especially the sort of close of the match, they were buying into Tegan Knox's performance, and I think that's that's the success there. It's like to more of that. Keep don't just like let her not be on TV next week, and people will it. it if you book them, they will come. Like we need to, we need to see these people to believe in them. And and the women haven't had. This is what I've always talked about. What you 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 uh, backed up as well when you talk about the like, um, if they're not over, well, you haven't booked them, so they can't be over. 
if they're on telly, we'll start buying into them. And this showed that, I thought. Well, this is the, the, the point I was going to end off on, was this match got her over. Mm. And Michael Cole was like going to town on the, the idea of losing in defeat, mm. getting over in defeat. Sometimes losses actually benefit you in a way. Mm. And the crowd were more receptive to her afterwards. Were they popping with the Air Force? No. But they might have been if you'd have done, say, two weeks of this sort of match mm. where you could have gotten over her moveset, got over her finish, gotten over this idea that she could be a threat to Becky's championship. Again, I'll use Julia Hart as the example here. Mm. Or I'll use Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber. Mm -hmm. Like no one, I never went into that Elimination Chamber match thinking that Sami Zayn was going to win. But one line from Michael Cole made me believe that he could. Mm. There's always that chance. Julia Hart, I really didn't think that she was going to win that belt. But the, jo the job they'd done in putting her over on TV, on Rampage, on Dynamite, on Collision, really made... Like, during that match, I was back and forth. I was like, I don't know who's actually going to win this match now. And that was from a very, like, you know, oh, we're doing Julia Hart? Okay, I guess. Two weeks later, it's like she is the genuine the person that could dethrone Chris mm -hmm. Dallander for this belt here. And it, that, that did not happen with Tegan Knox uh, on, on this broadcast here. But... The match was good. Match was really good. Knox looked great coming out of it. She survived. She hung with Becky Lynch. Mm. That, as long as you can follow up from that, that's what should be able to then you can use to get her over. Mm. Just, just get your reps in. Just, just get your reps. Let in. the women get their reps in, and they'll show you what they've got. I think that this she would have done. So, I mean, obviously, and we can't go back in time and fix this. The open challenge would have done so much better for her. Yeah, if that's, that's just, what I'm saying. That's exactly what you were saying there. If she'd have just come out, if she'd have got to answer that open challenge and had this match with here, mm. she'd have been over already. Yeah. But the two weeks that we did before this haven't helped one yeah. iota. So, and, and you do have to get better at booking on the fly. You do yeah. get, have to get better at figuring out how to work with what you've been given. Uh, Candice and Indy were chatting with Adam Pearce backstage, giving an update on Johnny Gargano, and Rhea Ripley came in to demand that she has a match with Shayna Baszler next week, which have a load of matches announced for next week, including this match as well, because Tegan and Natty were having a chat. The party girls walked up <laughs> and were just like... They want to take her for a beverage. Let's go for a beverage. And then Chelsea and Piper walked up to do their mean girl shtick. Six women on the screen at once. Um, and then a match was made between uh, Natty and Piper. I understand your excitement. Yeah. That six women were on the they screen. All the screen time. Time. They all got screen time. They all got screen time. I hate WWE staging of this. Oh, yeah. Awful, awful. All six of them just standing in a row. Mm. It's like no one stands like this. No one also talks like this either. Pipe and him be like, I think you and I should have a match on the season premiere of Raw next yeah. week. It's like no one talks like this. No one talks like this at all. And, and it's true. But it's one of those things where you just kind of have to accept the format. That's how they do it. I'm just happy they were on screen. I'm happy that seconds before Hand Indy and Candice were there as well. That's that's eight in a row. Like also, as I said, just two hey, women. Indy and Rhea had a little chat. Guess where Elimination Chamber is going to be? There's your opportunity. Two Australians fighting for the women's title. Let's do it. That's you what know, I would book. So um, just just giving and then and yet the idea that the only people, the only women who weren't on the screen this week was um, Nikki Cross and Zoe Stark. Yep. Shame, because I think Zoe Stark especially has deserved all the stuff she's getting. But thank God for that. Mm. Thank, thank you. More, a portion more time. Figure out what segment goes where so that you can create more time for these women to get their reps in so that we can start buying them as challengers. And then give me uh, a, a small budget to do a Mae Young Classic in the style of the G1, I'll book it. You don't have to do any extra work. I'll do it for minimum wage. I'm begging you. I feel like Triple H has heard the criticisms. Mm. I, I feel Good. like someone figuratively, 
not literally because this happened on another show, figuratively held up a sign that said, book the women's division better. And he heard that and he's taken that on board and he's doing that. Yeah. As opposed to the other company who actually had the sign and was like, oh, I'll do that for two weeks half-heartedly. I'll pay for that. And, and, and then, I'm, yeah, I, I will give this lipstick service and then we're back to just where we were previously. Yeah. Having said that, now Tony Storm is getting over, so I feel like he might, like he might like go whole hog on that one and just sort of like put the title back on her. And then still only one segment though last week. Oh, of course, only one segment. Dan, Dan, what are you, what are you, what are you after, Dan? I'm this. Dyn- I'm, I'm after dy- six women on screen at I'm, once. I'm dynamite yeah. and collision. <laughs> More than one segment. Are you high? Mm. What do you think's gonna happen? It is joking aside. It is important when people li- when 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 you criticize something and then they respond it's like good thank yeah. you i don't know if this is the case but it does feel like that he looked at last week's show and was like huh two minutes of women's wrestling mm. on the whole show huh i probably should do better than that gotta back that gotta get better and, and especially when look becky and tiff drew the biggest rating on nxt oh, and then had that banger the talent is there. Let them fly. Yeah, I, I really feel like he had something mm. and was going with it. So kudos to them. But that was the show. I gave it oh, oh, two oh. more segments. Firstly, I want to do the rundown of next week, which was, um, you know, I think for the season premiere that we need a fresh theme tune, if I may. Oh, please. Can I pitch the Who's Won't Get Fooled Again? Because meet this new season, same as the old season. <laughs> it's Judgment Day versus Cody and Jay. Um, but then we had the most incredible <laughs> and, videos. And Nakamura versus Ricochet. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. And then we have the best segment in the history of the world. Whoa! Like, out of nowhere... I, I, unfortunately, in my editor review, I said it was Giovanni Vinci, but it's Ludwig Kaiser. It's Kaiser. Ludwig Kaiser got this video promo where he is living art. Yeah. And it was like, you know, they put his face on the Mona Lisa Ooh. and like, you know, David and this and the yeah. other. It was like, it was weird. But Real close-up nipple shot in but like, there. And, and his shot of his abs and stuff. Yeah, oh. like, it was awesome. It was amazing. A proper 10 out of 10, no notes. But like, video package. But like, why? I don't <laughs> Don't what end? Do this for everyone. Sure, yeah. I, honestly, do this. I hope for Vinci every, gets one next week. I hope you do this for every single person. Yeah, I would do one of these for Akira Tozawa. I would do one of these for who else is on the card? Well, just as long as it's not Candice LeRae believes in fairies. Like, <laughs> as long as we can steer clear of that, I'm begging you. It also did give me the energy of like Kaiser had funded this himself. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not like they made a package as like he did, and he's like sl- slipped someone the the tape to slip into the broadcast. At least we now know who's been trying to break up Imperium all this time. It's Ludwig Kaiser in the year of Triple H being like, I think you should break up this group and give me a single for <laughs> <Yeah. run." laughs> Look at my nipple. Look at my look at my nipples. Look what a good single star I yeah. could be right here. And it works. Honestly, this was awesome. I'd actually forgot like about that Candice LeRae one. L- oh, did Jesus, did wonders fairies. for her as well. Look at the push she got off the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that was the show i gave it four out of five in the edited review i thought it was a really fun show it was it was fine i gave it three um but uh yeah <laughs> oh, i just wish you'd like wwe more uh, yeah triple h is over in the corner with a stack of money that i'm not getting this week um you're getting all your tony stuff yeah oh, yeah but certainly for slating him there i <laughs> love the idea that we have every single week we have triple h in one corner and tony in the other with that little checklist. Honestly, that, so I, mean, I brought, this up, uh, brought this up a couple of times. There was a video that was going around on Twitter. I'd actually see the video only to, because people were tweeting me being like, how does it feel to have the dumbest people on Twitter talking about you today? And oh, I, what? Oh. so because I had that video, someone clipped out a video of me talking about um, Swerve Strickland and Danielson. And like, I thought Tony Khan was going to book a mad show for, oh, for okay. Dynamite this week because he's going up against Cody Rhodes and The Undertaker mm. and the other way. 
So people are just like, like Luke hates wrestling. Russ Talk hates wrestling. This, that. And there was some genuinely one prominent wrestling journalist in particular was like interacting with that tweet, being like, "Yeah, they do hate wrestling." So like, you know, people genuinely believe this was a, a mm. true thing. But within the replies to that was and tweet uh, clip this out was like, "Wrestle Talk at WWE shills," and a different person <laughs> yeah. saying, "Wrestle Talk a big AEW marks and hate WWE," and it's like. It's like the BBC, you though. You dumb f- have no idea. I always say with the BBC, like, it's the Conservatives and Labour are always like, well, you're favouring the other side, which generally means that you're doing a pretty good job. You're bang like, in the middle. Not <laughs> to pack our, pat ourselves on the back. That makes me think that we're being kind of fair. Like, if we criticise AEW and WWE to the point that the other party thinks that we're favouring the other one, probably means there's some balance in there going on. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, we hate wrestling. That's why we've made it our entire careers. I praise things when I like them, and I have a go at them when I don't. Yeah. Also, some oh, tribalism, Tony. Put Twitter down. Don't stoke. Don't feed but them. But that's why when I saw everyone was just having fun this morning, yeah, I was fair. like, yay! With that extra context with as well, the extra yeah. context. Because would I do it? No. Would mm. I be quite embarrassed if he was my boss? Yeah. Because <laughs> it was major cringe. Do you know how often I want to subtweet? Do you know how? And then I, I just don't. I don't have billions and own a football club. I'm so thrilled that my boss doesn't use Twitter. <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful feeling to have. Yeah. Because I don't want to be my boss to do cringy shit like that <laughs> but like and it is major cringy but everyone was having fun so i had fun mm. great uh, so big thumbs up from me yeah uh, much like a big thumbs up for this episode unlike you who hates wrestling i do oh no i just i hate it i want to um, put it in the bin gonna give a shout out to uh this episode's podcast Ooh. head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk tomorrow we need to share our um our ipad because holly keeps leaving it in the other studio holly holly keeps leaving in the other studio she needs to fix that yeah holly must grave as you uh, were from no rosbard <laughs> on the on the no rosbard twitch uh, streams which happen on monday night which you should absolutely tune into the the excellent no rosbard twitch stream that holly Musgrave and blair shepherds do uh, in the no rosbard studio on twitch.tv forward slash no rosbard is it which is absolutely wonderful and excellent uh, left the ipad in the other studio and they're now filming in there which means we can't access it every single week <laughs> so shout out to our patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk backers if you are one of our 25 dollar or above pledge champions you get your name read out on this show and if you're one of our backers tomorrow wrestle behind the scenes will get dropped with some stories from this most recent survival series Ooh. and some stories from tlc as well oh so uh we have got send me to heaven evan reich nolan biscuits here fred worse always shining garrett albright the hurricane gregory helms hannah a baby jordy bus drive Harry, the Aztec Warrior, Hector Rodriguez, Murderous James Murta, Wrestle Talk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan, and Spoken Glass today, Jeremy Smith. There's two more Joel the Welsh Viking, <laughs> and also John Jenkinson, son of Jenka. <laughs> I also can confirm that the Wrestle Talk Extra episode this month uh, will not be Battleground 2013. Oh, uh, no. Poor Mayor of Painesville Dan has been uh, campaigning for that to win the poll for seven years now and this is not <laughs> one but instead we will be doing halloween havoc 97 oh which has got chris jericho versus gado on it it's got an eddie mcgrera and ray mysterio it's the one of the, yep that's the, i mean that'd be the match because it, people aren't sure i'm talking about hogan versus piper <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, 
Anyway, let's get into the rest of your chats. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call for them. And we're kicking things off with York Master, who says, I find it funny how everyone's main fear of the Judgment Day is them turning into the Bloodline. I bet Gunther drops the icy title to Gable on Christmas. Runs it back with Cody at the Rumble, but in reverse. He wins and then beats Seth at WrestleMania. Only way to pay off this great run. That might as well have been sent in by you. Yeah, That's that what you've been campaigning for. Gunther winning, a Gable winning at Christmas and then it being uh, Gunther comes out at 30 and wins the Rumble is with Cody. And that's I've been saying that for weeks. You and me. Hurt Business 2 said, instead of writing good stories for these women, just throw them all in the ring and have a melee for no reason. No depth or character development. So lazy. These ladies deserve better. I think that the melee element of it is actually all right. I think the idea <laughs> of, um, of Shayna and... Uh, and Naya and all the rest of them having a bit of a batter. It kind of worked. It feels a little bit like more fire rather than just them coming out and being like, I want a title shot. I want a title shot. Um, there are better ways to do it, but I, I think it's better than nothing. Will Campbell said, Hi guys, this episode ruled. The Kaiser video package was definitely extra. Drew's character is great. Chad Gable is still one of the greatest things on TV. And the main event was a banger with an incredible amount of chemistry between Jay and Cody. Agreed. Mm. Gabriel Reyes is that I think uh, Rhea should drop the belt within the next few months, possibly at the Rumble. This reign hasn't felt like one that must end at WrestleMania like the Usos tag run or Roman's run. It just doesn't feel like a reign. There is time, though. Yeah, there is. Still time. Like We've still got like six months before Mania, so mm. there's time to fix that. Yeah. Buffalo Man. Jay worked with and fought against Roman. Now he's used a spear. I think WWE wants to link Jay to Roman. The bloodline crumbled, but it wasn't enough. Now Cody has the right-hand man as a teammate. Wasn't the plan, but maybe we can finish the story now. Mania? And Bailey R. here says, Another reason I think Drew stopped Damien is because if Drew let him cash in, he might lose his match for the title at Crown Jewel. Because no way Priest is as giving as Seth is. Especially if he's, he's sort of... Uh... Oh, he might, he might lose the opportunity rather than losing the match itself. Yeah. I see. That's, that's yeah. You know. And poor, I'm next in line. Yeah, kind uh, of thing. And poor old uh, Bailey R as well uh, announced that, well, he's uh, excited to see that Kevin Owens announced on Twitter that he's also going to be on NXT tonight. Uh, but it was Kevin Owens having a bit of fun, poking fun of the fact that everyone's on the show. Yeah. I'm not going to be at NXT tonight, just in case anyone was, was worrying. I'm not either, because I'm going to Scene Queen. Uh, Anson Reinhardt has been in Menbug for eight months in a row. says, haven't been able to watch Raw in a few weeks with a promotion at work. I'm glad I have you guys to help me keep updated. You two make my Tuesday oh, great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Bacon Rash here said, hi, lads. Sorry, it's been a while. Blooming work. Uh, really good Raw, but I don't know what to watch first tomorrow morning. NXT or AEW. I'm stuck. Please help. P.S. I finally caught up with Monday Night War 3. Pete's rubbish at booking tag matches. Luke Odin. <laughs> here's what i would do bacon rasher do what i did on january 4th 2010 where i watched impact and raw at the same time yeah i had two different screens open and i just watched both of them at the same time oh i did that for nxt and aw that first wednesday war yeah remember that and then just sort of like volume up volume down on each of them that's yeah. what i would do yeah i would also tune into um the wednesday night war for, to see how it's actually done and then also see Luke uh, aid and abet Laurie and leave me high and dry it's not exactly what happened it's exactly what happened it's not quite what happened well, you know, we're going to be recording the behind the scenes podcast happened. in a bit so maybe we can get into that there <laughs> uh, Mark Flay has donated to say Dan if you're going to compare me to Vince McMahon and say he is better than me I'm clapping back doesn't matter how rich I am speaking as someone who has spent 10 years on the internet and has uh, uh, to varying degrees especially over the past couple of years being now more involved with wrestling twitter um had my fair share of, of, of 
people saying things and subtweeting and and making comments and making comparisons and saying things frankly out of their ass you have to just hold your breath and not bother otherwise you spend your entire life clapping back those people that he was responding to were um idiots <laughs> like just absolute idiots you are a billionaire you have far too much money to be doing that personally like every, each their own if it's me i i have to hold my breath and not on a daily basis i don't have the nice comfy house that tony khan has my house is very comfy it's not as comfy as it is it's excellent it is isn't it um so look you know whatever i'm maybe i'm just more mature than tony khan i'm gonna put my uh, i've got my hand up sorry i was being tony storm i don't know what subtweeting is <laughs> All right, so eight is when you've done really well, and subtweeting is when you make a tweet about someone, but not actually like at them. Oh, yeah. Been on that platform for over ten years. Yeah, and I see people use that a lot, but I've no idea what it's meant. Do you know about vague posting? No. Vague posting is when you say something about someone, but you don't make it. Uh, you don't say anything specific. Oh, Mercedes like, Monet like, did like a lot. My of... aunt does on Twitter. Exactly. Uh, on, on Facebook. Yes, exactly that. Yeah, 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 about something in the local area. Mercedes Monet was a vague poster, like chronic. Especially, do you remember, remember hashtag If You Only Knew? Yeah. Yeah, that was vague I, posting. I mean, I so when they were crying at backstage at WrestleMania 35, all mm. that that nonsense story, uh, they were just tweeting If You Only Knew a bunch of times. Um, so tell us if you're gonna, you know, say something, say it. Mercedes, and then in fairness, she did by walking out. <laughs> by walking out, you know. Uh, but anyway, it's now time to reveal the winners ooh, ooh. of the Wrestle Talk book competition, Wrestling Unmasked. You can get your copy using the links in the video description down below. All the ones are being spammed by our wonderful moderating team as well. We are giving away five signed copies of this book, and I can now reveal the winners are Dropkick Simon, Joe O'Toole, Dog, Jamie Holloway, and Stephen G. Well done everybody and uh when dave bradshaw told me these names i said i'm i'm pleased that steven gerard won stevie g it's about time he won something <laughs> a sports ball a sports ball i made a sports ball joke <laughs> and the sports person who was a fan laughed at my joke because <laughs> he was rubbish um anyway that's all to show you hey do you know what uh, we could always play the book uh we saw the book ad on here i don't know if i have actually let's have a look Man, I wish this book went behind the curtain and showed me all the fascinating aspects of wrestling we fans don't get to see in the ring. I know what Tempest's thinking. He's thinking he wishes his book took a deep dive into some of wrestling's biggest controversies, giving insight into the murkier side of the sport we know and love. I know that look in Pete's eyes. He's keen to know more about the ongoing controversy of unionization in wrestling. And his right eye is even more keen to delve into the issues that have shaped the modern pro wrestling landscape. Man, Tempest is really staring at me. Wait, maybe he's wishing his book critiqued wrestling's institutions and was more of a testament to those who fight not just inside the ring, but outside the ring too. Huh. I wish I could read. Gentlemen. God? What? No, guys. It's me, Dave Bradshaw, the voice of British wrestling and, nay, the world. I've been listening to your internal monologues. And I think I have the answer to all your prayers. I told you he was God. Get WrestleTalk's brand new book, Wrestling Unmasked, straight from the pages of WrestleTalk magazine. Wrestling Unmasked is a must-read for all wrestling fans. Head on over to Amazon to pick up your copy now by clicking on the link in the video description below and prepare for your understanding of the wrestling world to be turned 
upside down. Luke, your book is upside down. N never mind. You can get your copy of the book using the links in the video description down below or the ones being posted by our wonderful moderating team. Um, I want to just challenge you on something quickly. Mm -hmm. So you said our wonderful moderating team. Mm. Well, in the chat that the mods have while we're doing the, the show. The hard work. Yeah. Right at the beginning, they said, oh, this show is going to go two hours easily <laughs> because we were waffling on. How dare they? How very, how dare you accuse us of going long ever? We are always keeping it nice until we run a tidy ship here on the Raw Review. <laughs> I think you'll find we never go off topic. Like my pubic hair, the show is very tidy. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching. I can reveal the final results of the poll. Thumbs up 74% with 22% in the middle. Goodness me. As lower thumbs up than we've had previously, mm -hmm. which I'm surprised about because I thought it was a really good show. There you go. Anyway, that's what we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. We're back tomorrow with the Dynamite Review, where I'm sure we'll also talk about NXT as well and talk about the huge Tuesday night war that is going down. If you don't talk about it, I'll get drunk in the middle of the show and just spam the comments. Please do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing that tomorrow here on the Rest of the Podcast. Misspelling Elia Dragon off every <laughs> single time. In fact... Ollie Davis returns to the Restore podcast tomorrow, uh, back from his travels in Japan. He'll be on the show tomorrow to review Dynamite. So join us for that. If you haven't already, please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up as well. Leave a comment down below. And we'll see you then. I've been Lego in DAD. That has been the Professor, the Truth, Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.